You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, episode 18. This week's artist, Leonard Skinnerd. Quit searching. Remember, Tuesday's gone and it's time to start coming home. Take your time, realize that there's things going on, and trust that you can follow that smell to your hosts, a simple man and a honky talk nighttime man, also known as Rob Heitman and Jacob Newkirk. <laughs> Wait, which one am I? Oh, you, you! I was a simple man, and you were the honky tonk nighttime right. man. You're more honky tonk nighttime man than I am. Oh, yeah, I take it. As long as I'm not that smell. Yeah, well, well, that goes with the hon- being the honky tonk <laughs> nighttime man. I almost went with wino, but I decided not to. <laughs> that was a good one. Cheers. <laughs> there we go. All right, welcome to the Dirty Dozen podcast. What will rank the Dirty Dozen or top twelve Leonard Skinner songs while discussing their music and pounding back a few brews? I'm Rob. I'm Jake. I'd like to thank everybody who's been active on our Facebook page. Although I can't send a shout-out to everyone, I'd like to take a quick second to send a special shout-out to John Todd, Michael Smith, Tanya Davitt, and Alex Hannon for being active on our Facebook page. Thanks so much. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> What's that? Is that official whoop? whoop? We just finished our video. We did something stronger this week. If you're listening to this now, check out we did last week. We did this thing called the Infected Whitehead, and it was pretty <laughs> nasty. So good. Yeah, and I, I hate good to watch, not to drink. Trust me, there's a, a piece of there's some there's a lot of cottage cheese in this drink yeah. yes, on your good. face. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, check it out uh, at dirtydozenpodcast.com. And if you go there, there's going to be a menu up top. There's going to be one that says podcast. Second one is we'll try it. Click on there, and you can watch every one of the videos, including last week's. And in a week, you'll be watching the next one on there. So check it out. All right, Jake. So tell me how the boys from Leonard Skinnerd. Influence the life of Jacob Nukunk. Wow, I mean, <clears throat> there's such a part of my childhood. I don't even know that you know the first time you heard it. It's just a radio staple. And I also had an uncle from Jacksonville who was very Leonard Skinner proud. So that was always playing. He had his little his man cave, and he had all his tapestries of Leonard Skinner. So yeah, it's just very much a part of my upbringing. But all that aside, Leonard Skinner was just you know they're the the backwoods uh, boozy brawlers who just did what they knew, which was twang and swang. Um, twang and swang. Yeah. I mean, it's just when you think they're the prototype for that, the Southern boogie country blues rock that paved the way for, you know, the bands like Raging Slab, Whiskey Myers, whatever you want to throw out there. They're just really, um, they're that band. No, true enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're great. Like for me, I came into it. I wasn't a Skinner fan early. I wasn't in high school even. When I hit college, I was. Like uh, the mm. band I was playing with, we did a bunch of covers from Skinner. We did uh, Three Steps, oh, Sweet yeah. Home, uh, I Know a Little, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of them. You did I Know a yeah. Little. Well, he was a really good guitar player, and I you played along with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was learning back then, so it was, mm-hmm. I, I played in high school, and then I played in college. And I got better as I moved along. Anyway, but yeah, I Know a Little, fantastic guitar player. And uh, Pat Papa, if you're out there, cheers. I learned how to play. I remember just Skinner just like brings me back to college and sitting at University of Arizona and kind of sitting and learning and growing. And it's the core of my college band. Mm. I kind of fell in love with the music. And actually, I bought uh, Ed King was always like that sound that I really enjoyed. So right. I ended up buying my first guitar was a Strat. Uh, I got my, I think it was like 1990. My first, not, not my first guitar. But I, I had a Kramer Focus 1000. I had a couple other guitars before there. But my first American Strat. Like when I stepped up and actually spent money on an yeah. instrument, not yeah. like the 
like the cheap, you know, the the five hundred dollar instruments, but the once it hit like a thousand dollars, yeah, pro yeah. Level. that one was like right because we were playing this sort of music, and it kind of went, so yep. it, it was good. But it was a lot of fun, and I just fell in love with it. And I think I heard probably like they had like a what was it like something in gold, which you can't get streaming anymore, but it was like a best best of golden platinum, golden platinum. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that on vinyl actually. Yeah, yeah, golden platinum. That was my first one. I got the box set. Shortly thereafter, mm-hmm. so I kind of had everything, and then I got uh, I have a couple on vinyl now. I have the first two on vinyl, and pronounced Leonard Skinner was just fantastic, and they did a remaster, yeah. and I I really enjoy vinyl now, and I just enjoy the whole listening to a you know half a side, and you have to commit, and mm-hmm. Skinner is just you can just listen to it forever, and uh, like that, and Street Survivors are those three albums are like great mm-hmm. for me. And I actually started getting it when they came back in like '91, and they were doing this the reunion type of thing. Mm-hmm. But they had all of the, they had mem- all surviving members were a part of the '91 crew. Yeah, Artemis was yeah. even on drums. Everybody yeah. was. Yeah, Ed King yeah. was pl- back. Yeah. yeah, everybody was back. So I actually got into early New Skinnerd, and then I fell away from that yeah. really quick. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but I enjoyed I like the you. first couple albums that were kind of okay, and then I just mm-hmm. like that's enough. <laughs> but that said, if I had a chance to go see Skinner, I'd probably go. Why not? Because there's <laughs> the Gary's see, left. <laughs> yeah, go see Gary Rossington. <laughs> <laughs> the Gary Rossington and crew. Yeah, uh, and and his brother. I kind of, I, I still kind of think. Yeah, at least the bloodlines there. Yeah. All the if anybody was going to take aunts. take Ronnie's place, it, it might as well. Be totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Better than Donnie. No, yeah. one, no one likes 38 Special. <laughs> no, there's a lot of people who like 38 Special. No one, no one I like. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> it's not necessarily our demographic. That's, yeah. that's My mom likes 38 Special. I know, and you didn't even steal the tape. I didn't steal that one. I left that <laughs> on the shelf. <laughs> All right. Today's beer, we're drinking some, uh, we figured Skinner, what would be good. And, and actually, that sounds bad for the choice we made. I don't want it to be too weird, uh, but uh, we're drinking Mississippi Mud, yeah. which is a, and it's almost like a moonshine bottle, and it's it's worth the the price for the bottle alone. Yeah, but the beer is also good. Yeah, I mean it's like it's thirty two ounces, I think. Yeah, and what's it, it three bucks a bottle? It's three ninety nine. Oh, okay. uh, famous slow brew black and tan porter and pilsner beer. So tastes great if you like that sort of porter type of feel. And black and tans generally. Uh, back east, I used to drink uh, Yingling black and tan all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I guess they have them out here sometimes. But it's it's more of an East Coast thing. Black and tans or Yingling? Yingling. Oh yeah, Yingling black and tan. That was like my staple in college. Oh, yeah. Before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing each of the songs, and we'll share under fifteen seconds of each tune, unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we may need to highlight. Then we may do a second clip. We have made Apple Music and Spotify playlists. Just search Official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to each of our lists in their entirety. This way, all the money for playing tunes will always head back to Leonard Skinner. We've also created a current episode playlist, which will automatically update with each podcast to the current podcast. So that way, you can subscribe once and always be updated. Okay, Jake, what's your Leonard Skinner song of note? Song of note. This one was kind of hard. We're, we're looking at, at Skinner and uh, maybe something that's worth mentioning. And I could have taken something that was post-Ronnie, you know, plane crash stuff. But then I started thinking about picking something of the Gary Rossington band for a while. And then I just was like, but you know what? To, to me, who I really love in Skinner, the unsung hero was Steve Gaines. Okay. He's really one of my favorites. So I picked something off his solo album, which actually was 
recorded in, uh, I think, 75. And they actually did this song on that um, album Legends, or Legend, but it's a different version than what was on his album. And it's also called One in the Sun. But the song, it's One in the Sun. I think it really just displays his songwriting, his musical feel, and really his, um, his great vocal skills. The problem with this track, though, is it's real, like, 80s sounding because although they recorded it in, I think, 75, it came out in 88, and I think they added a lot of extra tracks that probably would have sounded modern in late 80s. So all that to be said, it's still a good good tune. Um, Steve Gaines, if, if he was still alive, he probably would have been um, one of those you know high-ranking, notable singing guitar players that um, just didn't get the credit that he could have gotten. Yeah, it was always cool. I mean, he was the only other person who sang on a Leonard Skinner song. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie let yeah. him... Uh, have Take one the all stage. to himself, and right? Then so that says a lot, one. totally. So yeah, Steve Gaines, I love that dude. Yep. So uh, let's listen to "One in the Sun" off of the Steve Gaines album. Okay, that was uh, Jake's uh, Song of Note, yeah. which is a Skinner song, but it's by Steve Gaines, and it was one that they did in Legend, not in Legend album. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, so that's fine. So I went with the Johnny stuff, and I just went with one, and as I said, the only real album that I kind of consider still Skinnered almost is the 91, because yeah. everybody was still on it. And that's uh, a good track, a good uh, album. For me, I got, I was like, oh my gosh, they're coming out with a new thing, and I was so pumped, and and then it was I got into the first couple songs. Well, the first couple songs on the, tr- on the album are really good. Agreed. Yeah. So it was like uh, "Smokestack Lightning," "Keeping the Faith," mm-hmm. and all of those stuff. Because people may not have heard it, I'm going to go with the the single that they had off of it. I'll go with uh, "Smokestack Lightning." Yeah, I, I, I could have went off with I a couple of them. Yeah, the hook off right off the bat is good. You know, I just remember being so excited when this came out. First time ever, I'm hearing Skinner with new stuff. Right, piano's great. You know, Johnny does a pretty good job. I mean, what was it? Leon, Artemis, Billy, Gary, and Ed, and Johnny were in, Johnny was the singer, and Randall Hall, who worked with Alan Collins on his side mm. project for a while, were that's the whole group. That's it, and the the background singers, right? The Hunkettes. <laughs> Actually, Alan Collins came you know came on, but he was paralyzed. Yeah, in, his in a car accident. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and but he also he handed randall off to them yeah so uh you know it was great and uh uh this is a quote for uh from from your favorite uh skinnered post new skinnered person or at least for the 91 album he was new and then Mm -hmm. they fired him uh (laughs) artemis and this is his quote uh should i try and do like a voice for him (laughs) it was great i don't know (laughs) It was great for the first 32 days until everybody in the band except me started like doing cocaine and drinking champagne. Anyway, so that's what he said. <laughs> cocaine and champagne. Uh, if it rhymes. And I completely, that's the worst art of his, it wasn't even close. Yeah, because he doesn't even it, sound Southern no, actually when he yeah, talks much. Yeah, he's just like a hippie man. It's like, yeah. uh, it was great for the first 32 days but he, he until like everybody, everybody in the band except me started doing cocaine and drinking champagne. <laughs> And I just wanted to go vote, you know, liberal or whatever I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's that all that. that yeah, there's a whole back backstory <laughs> with it. Uh, there's a r- lot of really cool stuff. Uh, I read Leonard Skinner, Remembering the Free Birds of Southern Rock, I read by Gene Odom. 
and Frank Dorman and Gene Odom was like the security guy. It was like Ronnie's num- number one guy, and it was a friend from childhood. So it's really interesting. Uh, and uh, on Showtime, they have this documentary, and I think this is the one that you need to see out of all of them. You can get it on uh, Amazon as well if you just get one. And if you go to Amazon, they have a – this is a weird thing. They, they have like IMDB you can like subscribe to, but it's free. Hmm. It's not any extra cost, zero cost. And you can listen to that if you have Prime. Oh. So I did that. And uh, it's If I Leave Here Tomorrow, and it's a really good documentary. Really? Uh, another good one off of YouTube is Jake Tapper did this thing about uncivil war. And it's the story of the Skinner after the crash. Crash and the big legal battles and Jake Tapper did yeah a documentary about Skinner Skinner, yeah what yeah he did (laughs) and this is like right after I guess but all about the the rights and people going back and forth and and the big battles between the spouse and stuff it's really good I watched the Freebird movie too it's more of a it's more of a concert pick and there was a Mm -hmm, couple other mm -hmm. docs on YouTube that are worth looking at so uh, I'll make sure I have links to all of those on our show notes at www.dirtydozenpodcast.com I was going to play Smokestack Lightning a second ago and I kind of got distracted (laughs) that was my song of note Smokestack Mm, Lightning yay good one there we go so uh, yeah so check out if you're at all interested in the new Skinner, 1991 is where I would go. That's just me. They have a couple of live albums, which are kind of interesting, but it's still not quite the same. Go for one for the road and go for the real stuff. <laughs> yeah, one from the road. Yeah. 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 That, I used to have that on vinyl, and I actually traded that one for a six-pack of beer. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alex Hennon, if you're listening, I traded that to Tony for a six-pack of beer, and I regret it. For Molson Ice, believe it or not. Well, it was Molson Ice. Yeah. <laughs> you had an impressive woman so that's okay i guess <laughs> i have molson eyes none of this no, Milwaukee's best. <laughs> canadian beer uh, it's imported <laughs> <laughs> oh golly 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 all right uh so let's go into the actual dirty dozen how about that gotta do it why don't you start with number 12 all right. Well, first, Off of the Steve Gaines album. <laughs> I feel like everything, I have a number one, and everything else, the other 11 are all number twos to me. I'm just going to preface it with that, because this was a lot more difficult than I thought. There's a lot of songs that I took out that should have been in here, and um, I just came into this thinking it'd be easy, and it wasn't that easy. So, I'm prepared for you to ridicule me and belittle me and tell me all these <laughs> songs that I pick are not... The right order, but I'm standing well, by well, them. Hold on a second. N- number one, the only thing I'll pick on you and belittle you, if you will, <laughs> about is that your wimpiness about hedging your bets. And enough of it. Just you got to be confident. You took time going into this. Hey, man, it's yeah. it's just, written out. I just haven't numbered. say what it is. And there they are what, what they are. And, and go with that. Are. All right. So number 12 <clears throat> off the first album is uh, Simple Man. It's number sim- 12, a simple man, simple guitar chords, okay. but a great story of a mom telling her son about life. It's just a great pure song. And as important as it is, it's still 
They made the list, but kind of on the lower side. It's a simple song, but lyrically is really what drives the song. Um, Ronnie had a good, he was a good storyteller, but also really just had some cool points to make in each of the songs, and he did it well. Yeah, and This no. was a good one, a mom that kind of relationship with her son and, and telling him uh, how to yeah, come it was up kind right. Yeah, it was kind of an amalgamation, I think, of uh, what was Gary's mother and Ronnie's grandmother. Shortly after uh, Gary's mother died and Ronnie's grandmother died, they were kind of commiserating and hmm. and talking, and that's how this the story came up with this. And this conversation never actually occurred, I don't think. But it's more of a remembrance of things their grandmother yeah. and slash mother would say. That was pretty much what it's about. So let's listen to Simple Man, Jake's number twelve. <laughs> I always found like the intro to this. This is another song we played in our little band. This song, people started thinking we were going to play Freebird <laughs> because the chord structure is very similar. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's played differently on the intro, but if you don't have a piano player, it's probably played pretty same, so much yeah. the same. Yeah, it's just the way you kind of pick it. Yeah, in the feel. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know enough. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's Freebird. Yeah, close. Freebird. No, it's a, <laughs> it's simple, man. Okay. Mama told me. Okay, that was Simple Man. That was Jake's number... 12. Uh, 12. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll start my number 12, and I'll go to my 12 and then 11. My number 12 is off of Street Survivors. Okay. Uh, it's You Got That Right. Mm. Really enjoy that song. Uh, good intro. Uh, love the trading off of the lead vocals uh, yeah. in this one between... My Steve, man Steve. Steve and Ronnie. There you go. <laughs> uh, chorus is great uh, with Gary Slide. The piano kind of helps the overall sounds. It always does. And uh, one of my favorite lines, I tried everything in my life, things I like, I tried them twice. (laughs) I thought that was awesome. Uh, Yeah, so uh, this was a a hit for them and not not a huge hit. I think it it hit like 69 on the U.S. charts. But yeah, so anyway, uh, once again, this is a return to form, I think, Street Survivors generally for uh, Skinner. Any thoughts about you got that right? No, you said it all. I was just gonna call out the trade-off vocal part. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. So let's listen to a little of "You Got That Right" because you do. That's you got that right. My you. number, my number twelve. Yay! Hooray! Array me for picking to the correct 12. <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> my number 11 is off of Give Me Back My Bullets, which mm-hmm. was 1976. The song is actually the n- same title of the album. Oh. Uh, Give Me Back My Bullets, which was uh, number 11. The cool thing about this, I thought when I was going through it, is like they stopped playing this live. And the reason they stopped playing this live is because <laughs> they started getting pelted with bullets. Yeah, they're throwing them at them. <laughs> It's and not even about bullets. Bullets, yeah. It's, it's about, <laughs> yeah, bullets is, is, they used to call it a bullet when you shot to number one or number five or number whatever in the top of the charts. It, like a bullet. Billboards, they, yeah. Yeah, billboard. You, you, you shot like a bullet and they actually put bullets next to it. So it's give me back my bullets is Ronnie wanting to have a hit again. <laughs> it's like, how can somebody have Saturday Night Special and give me back my bullets, right? <laughs> it's like two different things. But 
Anyway, they were worried about uh, the crew getting hurt or getting into a light fixture and one of them going off or <laughs> crazy. Uh, one of the interesting things, uh, just a sidebar, uh, in Nassau Coliseum, they were playing with uh, Black Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. Which those two probably aren't the perfect two to go together. Uh, I don't know. That's like a hell for, of a band. Yeah, for, for me, it would be a, a decent show. But <laughs> but evidently, the people who are Black Sabbath fans weren't too excited about that. The couple of people rushed the stage oh, wow. as to shut the power down to stop them from playing anymore so so Sabbath can come on, I guess. The the bass player, Leon Wilkerson, mm-hmm. wears a, a pistol a oh. on his belt. Oh. oh, he does? Yes, he does. And he loads it with blanks, so there's never any danger. But the guys came up to try and shut the power off, <laughs> and he pulls the pistol and he shoots it twice in the air. And needless to say, they finished their set without any other, any other issue. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was pretty. That's badass. Yeah, that was a Nassau Coliseum <laughs> in uh, New York, uh, a place I know quite well. <clears throat> anyway, love the muted strum to start this thing off. Great hook. Uh, there's a lot going on in the first verse instrumentally, and the hi hat is really high up in the mix a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a comment I have on a lot of the songs. I think that was for some reason just really not balanced in the mix. But yeah, I yeah. agree. The chorus kind of raises the song up. Uh, it's really catchy. My favorite line in this is, "I drink enough whiskey to put a battleship mm-hmm. around." Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, he has like a stutter exit of the second chorus into the interlude solo. I thought that's great, and he does it on the outro as well a little bit at the end. Here's my number eleven. Give me back my bullets. Put them back where they belong. That's my number 11. Give me back my bullets. Because you need to. All right. (laughs) Jake, what you got number 11? My number 11, also off the first album, um, it's called Things Going On. It okay. is Great Boogie. It's a greasy tune with that southern funkiness, and I love the little tasty piano parts on it. Yeah, that's a good tune, too. I mean, it, it doesn't make my list, just to say. But, I don't know. but as I said, I have the vinyl, so I, mm-hmm. I love the album back, forwards, and sideways. So things going on. It was one of those ones that kind of pushed just out of my 12. You know how yeah, it is. I, I had a lot of those. Yeah, for these, it's like, oh, my gosh. I, I thought it was going to be, oh, I know what I'm going to have, bump, bump, bump. And when you go and we take the time to go through every song, you look at it like, oh, this one, this one, this one, and you have that trade off. The bass groove is great on this. I love the hook at the beginning. The vocal line I like is really good. And the piano work on the turnaround is great. Yeah, for sure. And that little muted solo uh, is always awesome. And this is uh, Ronnie's sort of uh, protest song, if you will, written from the perspective mm-hmm. of the government. So let's hear uh, things going on. Jake's number 11. Okay, that's Jake's number 11. So good. Uh, things going on. So what do you got at number 10? Oh, yeah. My number 10, <clears throat> off a of second helping. Okay. This one is called Working for MCA. Uh, okay. Really dig Ronnie's growl intro in the beginning. Obviously, it's kind of that uh, real story about the record company and their signing to MCA. Just a great groove riff. And actually, there's, a, there's actually a cool cover of this by Raging Slab. I don't know if you... 
you know, that band, but they're pretty cool. And they do working for RCA because they were signed for that. But another good Southern rock band. But yeah, love this tune. The thing I love about this is this was they played this at the Sounds of the South press party for the RCA people. Everybody was like talking and blah, blah, blah. There's a new band out there, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And when they hit the that beginning, the cymbal hit and the, you know, Ronnie's yeah. growl and everything going mm. on in the beginning, everybody just stopped, turned, and <laughs> and looked and see what was going on over there. And obviously writing a song, and it's nothing really negative no, if you listen yeah. to the words about RCA at all. Uh, MCA, I'm sorry. You said RCA. MCA. RCA was Raging Slap. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, about MCA at all. It's all the man. And uh, the Yankee slicker <laughs> in here is Al Cooper, who was their producer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who signed them for $9,000, which is a good signing for MCA, I think. At that time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the beginning and the growl is just like, it makes it for me. And yep. it's, it's so good. Let's hear working for MCA. Jake's number 10. 10. Super low 10. <laughs> Fantastic too. Yep. And you know, it's a ten, that's not that bad. That's 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 close. But they're all number twos if you ask me. No, I got you. <laughs> My number ten is off of pronounced Leonard Skinnerd. Uh, first album, and it's a song you already said mm-hmm. already. Uh, Simple Man. Okay, uh, okay. so we weren't too far off. We're close, yeah. Good to know. Uh, the big solo before the f- last verse I love. <coughs> Good tune. Uh, Rosington came up with the chord progression on this, and Van Zandt, as he always does, uh, wrote the lyrics. And Al Cooper, it's kind of interesting with this song. When they were recording this for the first album, uh, Al Cooper, who was the producer, did not want them to put this on the album at all. Yeah. Did not want. He's like, I don't want. And so, <laughs> Ronnie is a physical guy. Uh, <laughs> he, he pretty much punched almost everybody in the band at one point or another. Yeah, he's a brawler. Yeah, he's a brawler, and he'll brawl everybody once he's drinking. Forget about it. So, he <laughs> took Al outside, threw him in his Bentley, closed the door on him, and said, "You stay here. I'll come get you when we're <laughs> done recording it." <laughs> And he did, and and Al actually plays the it plays uh, some of the keys on it, mm-hmm. uh, so the organ parts on it, and uh, he does a good job on it. Anyway, let's hear "Simple Man," my number ten. <laughs> Yeah, it's my number 10. And mm-hmm. Skinner is always one of these bands that it's amazing. Like, even non-guitar players say, just play, just fast forward to the guitar part. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Every solo is just perfect. Oh, it's great. Because yeah. they have so, it's so deep. I mean, they have three guys going at it. Yeah, three uh, guitars. Yeah. And, like... and the bass. And he's no joke either. Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, yeah. So, anyway. My number nine is off of Nothing Fancy. My favorite album. Yeah. Is it your favorite album, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go off the big hit off of that album, which is my number nine, the gun control sort of thing that they're doing. <laughs> it's a Saturday Night Special, and it's more about that specific firearm, this big thing. they Because their fan base tends to be gun lovers mm-hmm. in the South, right? 
but they were talking specifically about this little low caliber firearm that is re- really only good if you know it's just really cheap and you're point blank shooting stuff you're not going hunting with this you're not even self-defense at home you probably want something bigger it's something you just pull out in the mm-hmm. heat of the moment and shoot so the riff with the drums get you driving right from the beginning over here over here you know it's like oh, there you go and then the groove is just on and uh verse and chorus are stellar uh use of synth is actually good after uh chorus two they have more of an extended interlude before that solo comes in, and the solo is very melodic and controlled, as you said. And the marching drums I kind of like a lot on this track, which is kind of interesting. Just I like, tend to push you on the drums a lot, but the, it really <laughs> kind of pulls us here. And uh, so let's hear uh, Saturday Night Special. Right, that was uh, <laughs> that was my number nine. Uh, Saturday night special. Another song with the hi hat too loud. <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of <clears throat> it's an Al Cooper thing. It's a product of the times. Blood, sweat, and tears. All you heard was the hi hat. So, yep. <laughs> uh, he used to play for that. He used to play with Hendrix too. So, mm-hmm. uh, pretty amazing dude. All right, so what do you have at number nine, Jake? Okay, so my nine. I know we talk about covers and how they may not qualify oh. in the list but so you're doing a cover i know which one you're doing too. well it's a, well there's a couple jj kale songs right i know it was one of them and uh as much as i really love i got the same old blues i had to throw in calling the breeze because yeah. it's better than jj kale's version if you ask me um great rambling man lyrics the song just scoots has some hot guitar solos killer piano licks in there um, it's got horns, hand claps. It's just the perfect album closer for second helping. And uh, he says, Mr. Breeze. Yeah, I, it's interesting, though. Like, if you think about it, uh, the, you know who also recorded songs by J.J. Kale? And he was the writer on this one. By Clapton the way. and lots yeah. of people. Clapton, Cocaine and mm-hmm. Traveling Light by Clapton. Mm-hmm. Kale died, and like a lot of these people, which is sad, if we go through Skinner. And the people who are still alive, it's kind of scary. Mm. Kale died in uh, 2013. But yeah, <laughs> it really is a good tune. Yeah. And it was close for me to put on. And I think the reason I didn't put it on was the cover aspect. And mm-hmm. I, I want to kind of stick to my guns with that. But I get why that wasn't. It's so important. I mean, if you on. if you think of this song, I think you instantly go to Skinner than J.J. Kale because they kind of owned it. They really just reinterpreted it and gave it that. Oh, true enough. Get, true put enough. some uh, testicular fortitude in there and made it their testicular own. Testicular fortitude, mm-hmm. which is also the name of my sex dance. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, I actually love the drum fill into the verse. It's really good. And the chorus just hits you like really hard from the start. Right. Verse is, is really good as well. The solos are just amazing. Yeah, and, just takes off. This tune. Uh, yeah. Start to finish, you just. It, this was probably my number thirteen, if you will. Mm. If there was a just actually missed the cut, yeah, it would be called. Needs breeze. to be mentioned for yeah. sure. So anyway, great tune, and let's listen. I want to listen to that whole song. It's a hot tune. No doubt. 
Good job. Uh, no, hmm. I took a ten. Yeah. So uh, okay, what do you got at number eight? My number eight. You already mentioned it off of uh, nothing fancy. This is Saturday Night Special. Good. Oh, we're really close. I yeah, we like are. Nine, eight. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, I was gonna say that it was pretty close there, but. I don't know. To add to what you already said, it's just awesome riff. With um, I think there's some cool stop-start tension going on there with the guitars and the drums. Really great feeling the drums. I think you mentioned, especially in the chorus. Um, yeah, just good tune. I keep thinking of uh, Bob Burns and Artemis Pyle yeah. for this song when they you know they made the switch and everything. Mm-hmm. Bob Burns after he saw what was it, uh, The Exorcist in Europe, he went nuts. And he thought number one, he thought his wife was was Satan, and and, and then he, he started losing his mind. Then he thought a cat was Satan, and he what? threw and he threw a cat out of a ninth story window. <laughs> what? I he never killed, heard any he, of this. And he killed the cat. Oh wow! Well, at least it wasn't his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I guess it was his ninth <laughs> life. Or, uh, you know, it was, yeah. Uh, but he started losing it, and then he was going crazy in this room, mm. and he had his mental breakdown. That's why he actually left the band. They were gonna run him. Oh. They were gonna run him and Artemis together. Yeah, just like the Almond Brothers. Yeah, two, yeah they have two and have yeah. two percussion. He's like, oh, always yeah. losing a little bit, but he's he's a member. But he loses his mind. And the I had heard that the he tour went guide, crazy. I just didn't know what the tour guide, uh, the, the tour guide, the uh, <laughs> the tour guide, the uh, the tour manager tried to calm him down, and he literally chased him down the down the street with an axe. <laughs> Because he thought he was, he, Watch was, out for he, was he was the devil. Uh, you know, he, he lost his mind over the Exorcist. Wow. So, were there any uh, drugs involved in this? Uh, and Skinnerd? No, <laughs> no alcohol, no drugs, never. Oh, but yikes! Yeah, all that. <clears throat> he, he really lost his marbles, and sounds like it. He even says, like, if you ask him, he's like, "I never remember getting fired from Skinnerd. I remember oh. I had issues that I had to deal with." Ouch. You know what I mean? It was that sort of thing. It was like, and I I don't think if if he didn't have that complete breakdown, I don't think he would have been kicked out. I think he would probably have not percussion. Yeah, yeah. But but I love me some Artemis. So no, I got it. Yeah. All worked out. All right, let's go to uh, Saturday Night Special. <laughs> I love that little kick that he does there all the time. I always like that sort of talk back that he does. You mm-hmm. know, for $20, you can buy yourself yeah. one. Two. He's great at that. And, and, and the inflection that he has. Woo! Mm-hmm. You know, when he goes, two. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, so awesome. I, I love it. It's just, he's fantastic. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. So, Jake, that was your number eight. That now was. it's time for my number eight. Yay. Holy shamoli, Batman. It's my number eight time. I'm sorry. That, that, that's even worse. Let's try it again. <laughs> Holy crap! No, I can't say that. <laughs> Holy constipation, Batman! <laughs> it's all bad. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? Take fourteen. Uh, I'm, you know, I believe my aunt Roberta for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called that. <laughs> I blame Aunt Roberta. <laughs> You have to. <laughs> yeah, someone has to. Oh my Might as well gosh. be a dead broad. Anyway, let, let me go. Uh, my number eight is. Um, I don't know what that means. What does that mean, Jake? Let me just step back a minute. What do you mean? 
It has to be a dead broad. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> might as well be. Not has might to as be. well. Oh, might as well. What are you talking if about? If someone has to, I don't. Uh, I don't get what you're talking about. Someone has to take about? the blame. Blame it on a dead broad, especially an ant. Because yes. Aunt Roberta, I don't even have an Aunt Roberta. Well, you had an Aunt Roberta like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> oh my golly, golly, golly! <laughs> all right, all right. Now with the, we're we're gonna get serious here for a minute. Okay, we're gonna go serious. I'm gonna put my serious voice on. My number eight is off of Street Survivors, which was in 1977, mm-hmm. which is your favorite guy Gaines. Was yeah, part it's of it. his only album. Yeah, but this isn't a Gaines song. Good. Well, it is. All of them have touches of Gaines and, yeah. and Street Survivors. He wrote most of them, at least partially. The song that I chose is What's Your Name? The hook at the beginning is great. It's just a great blues shuffle, I think. The verse brings you into the story, and the story kind of builds the song. Uh, it's not a deep story, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> you know, I can imagine as he goes from port to port, as a married man, he probably remembers <laughs> some people's names. So, what's your name, little girl? What's your name? So it's all about just like, you know, just these people he runs into. It's like, oh, thank you for the autograph. Right. What's your name, little girl? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. But oh, interesting story. There's a there's a story that Ronnie that Ronnie told, and it was in the book that I read. And he's like, he comes out of the hotel room. He went in there with some chick, and he comes out. It's a dude. It's a dude. <laughs> I what? Didn't know. He came out. He evidently took a girl back to his room, and it was a dude. Oh no! You know, like a transvestite or whatever. He put that in his book. No, in the book about his friend telling about Ronnie. And oh no! Yeah, and it, but he, but Ronnie would tell a story all the time, and he, he was like, "That I was must have been so drunk, I couldn't oh, believe." Oh no! Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, he ran from the room at least. You know, oh, okay, it, it okay. wasn't. It wasn't like he's like. In the morning, he woke up. Dude, that was a dude. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Scary stuff. But no, no, no. He, as soon as he found out, he shot from the room. Okay. Sometimes it's tricky. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Even more nowadays. I guess. All right. The first line was originally of the song. It's 8 o'clock and boys, it's time to go. Yeah. The reason it's 8 o'clock in Boise, Idaho, was Ronnie changed it to when he found out his brother Boy, was man. opening up it. He, in Boise. Donnie. Van Sant is the lead special. singer for 38 Special. Who so, no one likes. <laughs> well, it's a different crowd, but there's people who like 38 Special. Well, uh, it, ain't, it ain't Southern Rock. No, I get you. It's more like, uh, it's the same people who like Chicago. You know what I mean? It's that sort of space. Oh, I like Chicago. There you go. So you, you like 38 Special. <laughs> <laughs> they like 38 Special with horns. And actually, what's your name was released after the as a single a few months after the plane crash. So needless yeah. to say, it did pretty well. Yeah, um, um, it's funny because for the longest time, I didn't know he was saying "shooting you straight." I thought he said "shouldn't you stay, little girl." But he says "shooting you straight." Okay, uh, like, it's it's funny that I didn't even know that. Uh, like I I've seen the song forever. Yeah, yeah. I still sing stay? it. Shouldn't you stay, little girl? Yeah, like hang yeah. out. But yeah. he's saying "shooting you straight." Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a little more aggressive. I think it's like a like I'm being serious. No, no, no. I get you. Yeah. Right? No, I understand what it, what it means. Yeah, it but can I be think taken out of context in a different space. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. You learn something new every there second, and this second is no different. All right, let's listen to my number eight. Mm-hmm. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Shooting straight. 
All right, that's my number eight. What's your name? And uh, that uh, that was not about the transvestite, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually they were they were kicked out of all of the story was based on a true story for that song. Anyway, but it wasn't in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> my number seven is a song that you had, I think, at number ten, which oh. is working for MCA. Yeah. Or for second helping. I just love this song, and it really, this song I had a hard time not pushing higher. Because this song mm. I hear, and I'm like, how good is that? I mean, it's just hard southern rock. This song, more than any, almost any other song, is hard southern rock by mm-hmm. Skinner. Bam! And it's just like, oh, gosh. Just, like, sign me up. Piano and organ solo are great on this. Uh, it's one of my favorite Skinner songs, period. Well, I'm working for MCA, which is my number seven. Let's rock and roll, baby. <laughs> That's my number seven. Working for MCA. Jake, what you got? Uh, mine you've mentioned already. It's a little bit higher up on my list, but I have Give Me Back My Bullets. Okay. Um, we're pretty close on this one. Um, I think we're all in the first half on a lot of these, so it's yeah. my number 11. So. I had a feeling we might be, but we'll see. Uh, I just really love the drums stomp around this riff. It's really a, a heavy tune inside here, and I always kind of wanted to cover this song and make it a little bit heavier. There's a band called Weed Eater that actually did this, but um, they took the melody out of it and just made it super heavy and it's real screamy and it's it's good, but not how I would have probably interpreted it. But anyway, um, I just really love this tune. I would always thought that this should have been released as a single, and it wasn't. Yeah, it should have been. The only single off of Give Me Back My Bullets is actually Double Trouble. Yeah, especially considering this uh, was about trying to get a single. Right. I, <laughs> I think if they would have released this as a single, it yeah. would have done much better than right. Double Trouble. I agree. Just uh, just my two cents. You should have been their uh, manager. Yeah, I probably would have got punched in the face a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> I would have stopped. <laughs> anyway, so let's hear me. Give me back my bullets. Okay, that's Jake's number seven. Give me back my bullets. Give me back my bullets. Okay. <laughs> All right. You can't hear me. because. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, what's your number six? My number six is uh, Off Street Survivors. Okay. Um, and it's my favorite song off that album. Uh, it's called I Know a Little. Ha! Because bing, 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 bing. We are matching. Yep. Number six. There we go. Steve we go. Gaines rules. It's such a hot track from the get-go. Um, he had such great licks and feel. Um, and actually, I recently discovered that, I, I mean, he was in some bands, obviously, before Leonard Skinner. But if you go on YouTube, you can go and watch his old band, or listen to his old band, Crawdad, and hear this exact song that he already recorded and was performing in that song or in that band. And uh, he's Does it sound pretty similar? It does, but it's him singing. And, I mean, it's, it's almost identical, but there's parts that are extended and, and a little bit different. But um, you can hear some live bootlegs off of Crawdad that are really, really good. Okay, I'll try and link that to you. It's really probably on YouTube. So I will, It is. Yeah, there's tons of it. Yeah, so I will, I will link that on our... Yeah, uh, but it's just funny to see, like, there's all these songs that you know from Skinner that he already had written, recorded, and was performing. 
uh, that he brought to the band and then they made big. Well, he was so part of the reason that Street Survivors was as strong as it was. Yeah, he injected some new life into and, the band. And if and you think about the space in between, you know, Ed King left mm-hmm. and he was the songwriter that worked with Ronnie. Yep. And once he left, it was saying, oh. Yeah, what do we do? And then, yo, when Steve came in, he kind of brought some songs with him. Mm-hmm. And I know a little was one of those. It was kind of a jazz type of feel. Uh, I love the opening, the opening groove, the lick, uh, the shuffle. The song moves yeah. so great. Uh, verse and chorus, just amazing. The slide solo, uh, it's just good. And the stop that leads into the piano solo, it's just, ah, mm, I yeah. love it. And this is one of the songs that we, as I said, that we played. And I love playing. You know, I didn't have the most technically difficult part. <laughs> Although I could play some of it, I can play the da 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 da, but uh, the the lead parts was by my my good friend Pat Papa, uh, and he was fantastic. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just everything about the song. I I yeah, so yeah. good. I mean, no one can play it the way he did too. It just has that that touch, that finesse that he did. Yeah, every instrument in this song is fantastic. Everything is good. Everything is just a, a very good song. And it's not as southern rocky as some of the other stuff, but mm. oh my goodness, listen to that guitar go. So let's listen to I know a little. All right, that's I know a little. Jake's number six so and good. and my number six. There we go. Woo. There we go. We hit it. Uh, <laughs> fantastic tune. And uh, the only losers in this race when we hit are listeners because they get fifteen seconds instead of thirty. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number six, as we know, is I know a little. Uh, my number five is off of Second Helping, one of my favorite songs of all time. This one was about a. Uh, a guy who used to play outside of the. There's, it's actually an amalgamation of a couple of people. This is the Ballad of Curtis Lowe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's the guy who played at the uh, corner store uh, out there, uh, played every day on his Dobro. Uh, the ran, uh, Ricky Metlocky, who played drums on some of the uh, early sessions in uh, Muscle Shoals. And actually started playing guitar for them later on in the the revamp Skinnerd. His father used to sit on the porch and play dobro, so that was partially what was so bad as well, as well as all of the the old time blues players. I love the slide on the steel guitar in the intro. The the, re, the Fender reverb on this is so good. The, the verse is melodic and smooth and good. Chorus is great, especially at the end. And I love it because Curtis Lowe's the finest picker mm-hmm. to ever say, play the blues or whatever. You know, this song is nice because a lot of people stole music from those blues players without pointing back to them. And I think this is, uh, you know, it's great <clears throat> to see him kind of point yeah, it's back. It's an acknowledgement there, too. Yeah, it's like you, you think it's of Robert Johnson, you think of all of those players who were there and, and pushing and mm-hmm. really defining the form uh, that the Stones would play or the other people would play or Clapton or whoever. Uh, but it was good to see pushing it back. And I love Ronnie telling stories generally. So this is great. A musicianship is fantastic. 
actually, uh, when Rodney was writing a tune, they were trying to figure out what else they would say about him. And Lowe, Curtis Lowe, was from the, they had a Lowe's, a Lowe movie theater. I don't know if it's the same Lowe's as the current Lowe's, but in the in uh, Jacksonville, there was a Lowe mu- movie theater, Ella, huh. and that's where that name came from. Uh. So, and it fit with what he was saying, so boom, boom, put up being the, <laughs> the black blues player has a Jewish na- last name, <laughs> which is all good. I'm, I'm all for everybody included. That's awesome. Battle of Curse Low, my number five, and just a killer tune. So, uh, if you haven't heard it, where have you been? <laughs> Give my money to a man named Curtis frowning because that's the last we're going to hear of that song <laughs> great track but didn't <laughs> make my cut. all right uh so i did my six which we both did together uh what's your five my five is off nothing fancy again my favorite album uh this song is called cheating woman um this Cheatin one movement's number five moody bluesy swagger i love this tune it's a great okay. great bass line the organs a stand-up part to me i don't know why i just this one always stuck out to me i loved it and uh i found it interesting that this is about shooting his old lady after it follows the song saturday night special about gun control <laughs> but um yeah and there's actually uh there's a band called mystic crew of clear light um that cover this song and it has pepper keenan from uh christian conformity singing oh ah that's why you like it well oh, there we go no i love the original i think they did reinterpret it pretty good but I just really, this song has always um, been special to me and maybe not everyone else, but I think it, it's really high up there for me. I love the Hammond organ on this. It's, yeah, it stands it, out. It kill, and that, and that uh, the intro lick is almost like a Hendrixian lick. I, I, I hear Hendrix in it. Yeah, I love the stalls there. It's just, it's really well well put together. Although the guitars take a sort of backseat in the song, Good. generally. And, uh, Sometimes Ronnie, it's going to happen. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but Ronnie's raspy delivery in this is mm-hmm. great. And, uh, Good storytelling. And the slide solo after about like two minutes in, it's just, it's just tasty. It's, what, it's really what it is. It's the blues. It, it's the blues. <laughs> and uh, although it's really way too high on anybody's list, which is all right. And it's funny that like one of the worst albums of all time by Skinner is Jake's it's favorite album. Favorite. There you go. I play it the most. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> They they have some really good songs on that album. I'm not kidding, uh, but like I like 1991 too. So who knows? <laughs> Although none of those are in my top twelve, um, I have realistic. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's hear uh, "Cheating Woman." Jake's number too high. <laughs> She wanted to hear quite a bit more of that. It's a good tune. <laughs> no, I hear you. It's all good. You love every man with pants on. What a line. <laughs> <laughs> you think it would be the opposite in reality. Yeah, pants off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. So that was your five. What's yeah. your four? My number four is also off the same album, Nothing Fancy. Um, uh, so I think I know what it is. I'm, 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 I'm kind of going. I mean, if you're going Nothing Fancy, I think you're hunting. Or yeah, e- I am. Either hunting or losing. One of their most killer riffs on the hunt. The groove of the song just feels so good. 
there's a big kind of up chorus. I love the piano trills in there. And um, my favorite line is when he's talking about the highfalutin society people, which I also thought about a band name once with a friend of mine when we were putting together some kind of Southern Highfalutin society people. Yeah, it might be too long, but there's something kind of catchy there. Maybe you could abbreviate it. But um, yeah, it's an underrated song and really is uh, really, really good. No, no doubt. I, I Like the ooh, babe, you know, when it pulls you in and it's just the guitar piano groove goodness in the beginning. And I just like it wasn't every night I'm hunting, babe. <laughs> hunting for you. Like whenever he does those, those like. Yeah, the high. The, uh, the, the, the high go to falsetto yeah. in the you. The you know, yeah, he does that all the time. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's just nobody else does that. At least that I know of. It, it just kind of pulls it in and the interlude after after the solo was just a really good break and this is another one that just creeped out of my 12 it's probably my 14 if you will yeah so let's listen to i'm on the hunt because every night i'm hunting baby for you Jay, that's good too. Yeah, was that your four? Yep, that was my four. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, that was your four. I get to do my number four, and this song I doubt you have on your list at all. You think so? Uh, that's my guess. So at this point, probably not. I'm going for my guess, and this is off of uh, Skinner's first, the Complete Muscle Shoals album. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> this also a song I used to play, and I love to death. And uh, it's fantastic. Blues shuffle. Uh, Southern rock from the start. Great slide on the intro riff. Down south juking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty yeah. high up there. Yeah, for me, I just loved it. And it could have actually close to getting higher. I love the song. Wow. The verse and the chorus are killer. Uh, the background vocals are great. <laughs> I got three fat mamas sitting all alone. I'm going to sit my wine <laughs> and get it on. Come on. That's a, that's an awesome line. And Good point. The solo's great. Uh the only thing, the only minor thing that ever changes, they have like, uh, they do some clapping on mm. the percussion at the end, which I'm, eh. but uh, a few tunes they throw in a lot of the claps. Yeah, I love the instrumental stop at the end and letting the vocals end it. Oh, so good. You have any thoughts on Down South Jukin? Nah, fired up. Yeah, I, I figured this one was kind of out of there, uh, out of the realm. I know and, it and love it, but at, but as I said, one of the the first albums I got was the the box set. Yeah. Right, so and, that's yeah, some of and, the other and, and I was like yeah. digging in, and oh my gosh. Oh, anyway. Down South Jukin, my number four. Fantastic tune. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, my number three. Is a song that you will probably have on your list because at you this don't, point, probably <laughs> if you don't, if you don't, you're out of your freaking gourd. And and I bet we match on this. This is my guess for the match on this. You can match either way, right? Uh, my number three is off of Pronounced Leonard Skinnerd, mm-hmm. and it's Give Me Three Steps. Whee! Yeah, we got a match. You Woo! know what's funny is actually Down South Jukin sounds a lot like this tune. It does to some degree. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. It's all, it could be the sister song. But yeah, all right, we matched. Cool. Uh, played played this live quite a bit. Uh, great storytelling. Uh, great song. 
the guitar in the front kind of pulls the song along and gets you into that groove. Uh, it's yeah. actually based on a true story. Yeah. Uh, there's this little club called the Little Brown Jug in Jacksonville, Miss uh, Jacksonville, Florida. I almost said Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie thing. Ronnie got in using a fake ID. <laughs> uh, his bandmates waited outside in like this truck, and evidently he dan danced with a girl <laughs> named Linda, whose boyfriend was not too happy about it, <laughs> and he came up to Ronnie and reached for something in his boot, figuring he was going for a gun. Van Zandt told him, "If you're going to shoot me." It's going to be in the ass of the elbows. Just give me a, give me a few <laughs> steps and I'll be gone. And uh, he ran to the truck and uh, Rossington and Collins uh, wrote that song later at night as he jumped into the truck and they tore out of the parking lot. Yeah. So I don't know. He wasn't staring down a, a gun of a forty four, but in his mind he made hey, it Yeah, he's telling yeah. me a story with some embellishment. But, but yeah, it's, it's like you said, great opening riff. Um, plenty of amazing guitar solos sprinkled in this tune. Um it's just such such a good iconic Skinner tune. So, okay, let's listen to uh, "Give Me Three Steps." I just want to listen to that whole song. And of mm. course, it's like if you think of the Allman Brothers again, one way out jumps out at you in relation to that song. You know, it's the topic is pretty much identical, yeah. right? Yeah, slipping out the back door. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, one way out. Lord, I just can't go out that door. Uh, you know? This is a man out there. Might be that old man. I don't know. Yeah. You know. But anyway, it's slightly different. But there's no forty fours in that one. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. One of, my, one of my favorite Skinner songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me three steps. So, Jake, you're number three, which we just said, and you're number two, which I think we'll probably match on. My guess is we're matching the rest of the way, but let's go. I have a feeling, yeah, the rest of the way, this might be like the one. It's either either we're matching or we're one off of the match. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think the obvious number two is going to be Sweet Home Alabama. Is that what you have? Yeah, that's what I have. And that (laughs) is what I have. Woo! Which we know what number one is going to be now, too. But that's we'll all right. see. We'll see. Oh, it, it could be a change. It could be a surprise. I mean, this song is timeless. Simple chord progression, but it's in the way that they kind of pick it. You know, it's the feel. They really, I really love the piano solo, the ragtime feel. Um, and interesting enough, none of the writers of this song were from Alabama. But well, it's interesting. Like the beginning, where when Ronnie Van Sant does turn it up. Yeah, it wasn't it, it wasn't planned, right? He he was literally telling yeah, the engineer to, hear it. to turn up the volume in his yeah. headset before recording it. But it's just perfect. But it sounds so good that <laughs> yeah. they just kept it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and oh my gosh, uh, the count in and Ed King once again one of my favorite guys. Yeah, he wrote it. And there's a song just a complete sidebar, and I I played it for you the other day, and it's only available mm. in like 1998. They had guitar for the practicing practicing musician put out a CD. And most people will never, ever hear it. And it's a song called Eileen by Ed King, and I just loved it. To yeah, death. I couldn't find it. I tried to. Yeah, you can't, you can't find it anywhere. I have. I actually own it. And maybe we'll, as we go out, maybe I'll, I'll play a little special, like, little piece of Tip it of later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, my gosh, the song, when he talks about, you know, Gary coming out with just the general chords for this. And then he came up with the telly, and he's like, uh, with the strat, I mean. And he's just like. Don't 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 and Ed came up with that link 
and oh my gosh and there's a lot of slides and pulls like the way you normally mm-hmm. play it it's probably wrong there's a lot of mm-hmm. little nuances in there and a little harmonics and stuff that yeah just that feel that touch that you gotta have there's there's a video that is an interview with ed king uh before he died he died uh in 2018 so it was pretty recently um but he, he actually had a heart transplant in 2011. What? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't he th- have ca- cancer or something? No, no, no. Well, he, di- he died of lung cancer. He left the new Skinnerd because yeah. of health problems and it was the heart issues. And then he had a heart transplant. And he lived wow. for another seven years wow. after that. And then he had lung cancer at the end. It had nothing to do with his heart. So he accepted it and he, it did great. Uh, wow. So in 2011, he had the... Uh, the uh, heart transplant, which is interesting. And it, it, one of those guys, it's like, I listen to him like, I can be friends with him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whenever I hear him interviewed, he's just so down to earth. And so it's just interesting and just fun to listen to and hear him talk. And it's not trying to be like, if I listen to Gary talk, it's always like, I'm better than this. And I'm looking <laughs> at how awesome I am. And look at how I started. I, I was the founding member of Skinner, blah, 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 blah. And he's a great guitar player, don't get me wrong. But Ed, when I hear him talk, it's just so engaging. Yeah, it's common folk. Just get... Wasn't he, isn't he from like uh, California? He's from California. That may, maybe that's part of the yeah, reason. I mean, although you would think being from California would make you a little uppity. But... Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, we, we're in California now. Uh, yeah, I have, uh, my parents are in Mississippi <laughs> and my, my family's in Alabama. So I, you know, it's, I have some touches back there. Although I'm, I have a lot of New York in me too. So You're a Yankee. Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> My parents moved when I was like a junior in college. They moved from New Jersey to uh, Mississippi. <laughs> the funniest thing was my mother's brother in accent. My mother grew up in Brooklyn. So she had, it's always had a Brooklyn sort of accent. And uh-huh. she went down south. It's like, use, use all. You know, it was, it was like this Some weird, weird, this mix weird of mixture of two of those. She's like, like all, where are you from? She's all Southern now. She's got completely converted. Good. But it took a while. <laughs> that that in-between part was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, but yeah, once again, one of the best uh, songs of all time. Yeah. It's really interesting that once they wrote uh, Sweet Home Alabama, Ronnie called Al Cooper immediately. And he's like, we have to record this now. And Al came down to Hell House and looked at it and said oh oh yes we do and the next day they recorded it and that's right after the first album was done so they sat on that for over a year uh without releasing it so it's just kind of interesting i mentioned Hellhouse, so uh let me just explain what that is one of the things that made skinner as good as they are is not necessarily the quality of the players which the quality players were good mm-hmm. but it's due to this thing called Hellhouse, and what Skinner did was every day they'd get there at like 9 a.m. And they'd be in this room practicing until the evening every night yep. in the middle of nowhere with no air conditioning. That's why yep. it's Hell House. Mm. And, but they do it every day. And they were like one of the most practiced bands, period. Yeah, uh, goes a long way. So they pretty much worked out every song on the first album uh, and some of them on the second album, too, at Hell House. And... That's probably why uh, Sweet Home Alabama is so good because it was truly just completely worked out already. Kind of, kind of controversial too, a little bit with the yeah, lots of parts in there with the governor, government, and the, yeah. yeah, and everything. And even though they say boo, 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 boo yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the whole association with the rebel flag and 
all that stuff that they had. Yeah, and the, I mean, it's common knowledge about Neil Young's song "Southern Man" and being kind of a freaking Canadians say what what's happened. To the South. <laughs> I think that was the, a quote from Ronnie. Freaking Canadians. I think so. Yeah, I read that. Song. <laughs> Although I doubt "freaking" was ever in his vocabulary. Maybe. All right, let's listen to the number two overall by Jake and I. And this may be in the number two and the number one. I have a feeling we're going to go really on, <laughs> on par here. So, Sweet Home Alabama, let's listen. Oh, I want to listen to the whole song. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that even today, my number one and number two songs, although they're very popular, mm-hmm. by Skinnerd, and I'm going to get on my number one now in a minute. Uh, Where you I, I still <laughs> listen to them, even though they're like the most popular Skinnerd songs ever. Well, yeah. And uh, my number one, of course, is Freebird, and yeah. it's one of those songs that I could. Forget the vocal tracks completely, and let's just go to the guitar stuff. Uh, oh my <laughs> gosh! But you need that sort of build up. Oh no 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 no! Yeah, a... it's it's like a pad. Yeah, it just sets it sets the mood. It I kind mean, of builds up to the even the, the piano in the beginning. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, I love the piano. It, it it kicks the song off, and every concert they've ever done since this song was released yeah. has been the ending of their concert. Yeah, and. The, the guitarist is the most epic of all time. Uh, totally. Uh, it's And it's one of those songs that, as I've played, and I'm sure that you've played a billion times, somebody in their freaking audience has yelled out, Freebird! Free bird. Mm-hmm. It's not that we couldn't play Freebird most of the time, or at least give it some sort of like attempt it, yeah. good attempt. Yeah. It's that... It's almost you don't hollow just pull ground. That one out. Yeah, no, it's no, like no. you can go and do it, but I just think you need to give it a little respect in doing it. That's all. Yeah, it's so good. It's so crazy. You know, fly high, free bird. Yeah, and it's a like, boom, and it just takes off. And it's funny. I think that's the only place that actually says free bird in it. Is that free? Bird. Fly yeah. high, yeah. free bird. Yeah, right before it goes in the solo. Yeah, it might be. We'll have to go. I'm as free as a bird. It's right, a couple times, right, right, but it doesn't. Like, the free bird kind of together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason the song's overplayed, but it never gets old. <clears throat> it's more than like the power ballad. I know it's lumped in with a lot of those, those other. Tunes, I take it this is your number one too. Right? It is, man. Yeah. It has everything you want in a song. Um, the blistering solos, just well assembled parts. It's just such a perfect song. It is, and although the. The track off the first album, it cuts the full song. So, it, you know, it does the fade out. So there's the other versions that you can find elsewhere where it does the whole, like, long played, the whole full cut. But. It's interesting. Like, the studio version, I think, is 908 mm. for the song. The radio version is 441. Yeah, they find a way to really just uh, dismantle this one. It. Yeah. And the... One more for the road is fourteen fifty six. Yeah, that's pretty common for the live performances. I think they do about fifteen. Minutes. Yeah, they just go. Yeah, and, uh, why not? Although Skinner's not known for being improvisational. No, not like Almond Brothers, where they're more like jammy. Yeah, they could play any song yeah. for twenty two. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Freebird, 
uh, they've this is the one song that Skinner kind of lets loose, yeah. and they go and they trade. And they have three guitars, and they're all three really good guitar Amazing, players. Amazing, yeah. Uh, depending on when you went there, whether it was Ed King or, or Gaines, they're all fantastic. And uh, you know, Alan Collins and mm. Gary Rosington, and uh, they're they're all good in their own space. So it, it's just fun to see them trade off. And oh gosh. It's funny that the out the record company hated this song. I know. Like, like who's gonna who's gonna play that? The right. record's never gonna play that song. <laughs> it's just Wrong. too good. Yep. Yeah, and you, you never Granted, it never it's feels a 441 like a long version of it, but still. <laughs> One of the cool things is uh, that the piano player of Billy Powell, when he he actually started as the roadie for Skinner, yeah. and they he said, "Oh, I play piano." Oh, that's nice. We're a guitar band. That's fine. <laughs> And he was sitting there, and there was a piano around, and he's like, if I ever did Freebird, I would do this in the beginning. And he plays the intro to Freebird, yeah. and everybody's just, mouth is dropping, and they fired him on the spot from being the roadie, and they made him the keyboard player. in the player. band, yeah. <laughs> Thank God, because, I mean, imagine, what, he, what he brought to this band, yeah, it was just important. He was such an integral part uh-huh. up until his death. Yeah. And, gosh. It's another one who uh, died too early. Uh, when did he die? Uh, 2009, I think. Uh, but oh, it's just so sad when you look at all the players in Skinner. Yeah. All these guys died. Pretty much the entire band besides Gary. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah I, think I think he's so, the last yeah. surviving member. And uh, Arnimus Pyle. Oh, yeah. Arnimus is still alive, but not in the band. Right. That's a whole... Uh, if you want to watch that, <laughs> the, the Jake Tapper version of... Uh, I'm going to check that one out. On Civil War, and I will definitely put that on our list really worth watching and he talks to everybody and he's like well this person said this and and you hear gary and gary's like uh well artemis left the left the plane not to get help for everybody like everybody says it's because he was scared and he was running away oh geez <laughs> serious he said- yeah yeah he said that in the, in the show. Oh, it's just so funny it's like they have such a feud between the two of them well, it's crazy because, I mean, he, he came up on this farmer, right, who was shooting. He yeah. was scared of Artemis coming up. He looks like some mountain man who's probably bleeding out. He said, what are what are hippies doing in an airplane? Yeah. <laughs> Bring out your shotgun. Uh, you know what's going on. And then he realized they were actually Skinner. And he, he said at first he didn't believe them. Right. And then he's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. You know, and then they, 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 he went and, and they, all those guys went. All the farmers and the people in the area. Yeah, they came to help pulled, out. Huh? It was like. 15 people out of the plane or something like crazy like that yeah. and, and you know can't even imagine but oh um, how many times do you see people survive a plane crash right. not very often yeah and to see you so many to people survive i mean there wouldn't be a new skinnard which is take it as you want it you know and it's the people in the back of the plane who survived and the people towards right. the front or didn't mm-hmm. although it was interesting that i think gary was between two people who died that's going to stick with you for sure. It's like, why am I alive? Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, digress. Let's listen to the best song ever. Undisputed. Yeah, uh, but definitely the best Skinner song of all time. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to every version of this, but let's just <laughs> listen to the pronounced Leonard Skinner version of this because it's kind of easier. So let's listen to that. <laughs> Okay. 
<laughs> that's number one. How do you embody that song in 15 seconds? There's I don't no know. It, the truth is it's really going to be tough. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's probably going to be Fly, Fly, Free Bird, yeah. And I'm going <laughs> to kick, in, kick into a little yeah. bit of the solo. And that's probably going to be all. Yeah. But trust me, if, you, if you're listening to this and you want to hear Free Bird, we have the Spotify slash Apple Music playlist. Click over. Listen to all these songs. These are the best Skinner songs, period. And I know this is interesting because this is the first time we're going into the computer world knowing what the top three songs are. Yeah. This has been the closest we've ever been, I think. Yeah. And, uh, just at the end. Really. Which says a lot about the band. If yeah. We're, if we're able to line up on like the obvious top songs. Well, half of the time you're like, Screw it, Sweet Home Alabama. I'm not going right, to put it exactly. on there because it's no, that's a good overplayed. Point. Yeah, because and, I usually am adamantly against uh, all these songs that like overplayed. But this time I couldn't deny that these are just good tunes no matter how many times I've heard it. it yeah, no it doubt. It needs to be in there. Yep. I concur. Mm-hmm. So let's take a couple seconds and put it into the computer. Uh, once again, uh, do you want to walk through your, uh, before we even get there, do you want to walk through your top 12, Jake? Can you, you want do me to? Yeah, start with 12. All right. 12 is Simple Man, 11, Things Going On, 10's Working for MCA, 9's Call Me the Breeze, 8 is Saturday Night Special, Semi 7 is Give Me Back My Bullets, 6, I Know a Little, 5, Cheating Woman, 4, On the Hunt, 3, Give Me Three Steps, 2, Sweet Home Alabama, and number 1, Free Bird. Okay, my number 12 is You Got That Right, number 11 is Give Me Back My Bullets, number 10 is Simple Man, number 9 is... Saturday Night Special. Number eight is What's Your Name? Number seven is Working for MCA. And number six is I Know a Little. Number five is The Ballad of Curtis Lowe. Number four is Down South Jukin. Number three is Give Me Three Steps. Number two is Sweet Home Alabama. And number one is Free Bird. Woohoo! All right. Let's put it into the computer and we'll give you the official list. I have a feeling I know what one, two, and three are. If they're not, I have to reprogram. Your algorithm's busted. <laughs> it sucks. That's what it is. Okay, let's pause it here. All right, we're back. Woo-hoo. Now, let's start at twelve. Uh, should we start at one? Because we know what one, two, and three are pretty much. Yeah, uh, anyway, let's uh, let's just start. Let's go. All right, we're going. So the computer spit it out, and here's the official Dirty Dozen top twelve songs ever by Leonard Skinner. If you have any other songs by them, throw them out now because you don't need them. <laughs> Here's number 12, Simple Man. Number 11, Cheatin' Woman. Mm, good. Number 10, Ballad of Curtis Lowe. Number 9, On the Hunt. Number 8, Down South Jukin. Mm. Number 7, Give Me Back My Bullets. Good. Number 6, Saturday Night Special. Number 5, Working for MCA. Number four, I Know a Little. Good. Number three, Give Me Three Steps. Number two, Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> and number one is Freebird. What do you know? There one, you two, go. and three. And yep. we lined up. And on we matched. Yeah, we matched on uh, that. And uh, yeah, we matched. Something else, yeah. I like that. That Yeah, the songs that kind of wanted to be in there, I heard you mention, and uh, the top three. Yeah. I stand behind this Yeah, the top three. That's the first time we've ever really matched that much. Yeah. And it's clear for this band that those are the top three songs period anyway. Uh, By the way, everybody's still waiting for the emo picture from Jake. So That's right. I got to dig in my closet. I I have a feeling where it is. I just got to pull out boxes. Okay. 
We will hold Jake that uh, we will okay. do something with mayonnaise, a lot of mayonnaise <laughs> uh, for the drinks if he does not That's show up motivator. with his. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't show up with his uh, with this emo picture, so oh, let's just go back to the Mississippi mud. Yeah, it's always a good one. Like I said, three, four bucks. You got a cool bottle at the end of it. You can put a flower in it or something, grow it, and you uh, got a good beer in you. Yeah, it's stuff. it's sort of like a growler, if you've ever seen mm-hmm. a growler. It, it, that's what the bottle looks like. Uh, the first one I had was sort of flat. I was like, oh, is that the way it's supposed to be? Oh, really? But the second one was great. So uh, I guess for $3 and something cents per bottle, you may get a, a bad one occasionally. The second one is amazing. It's got that black and tan sort of feel. It's not a bass and Guinness black and tan, the official black and tan. Right. It's good. But it, it's the it's, Pilsner Porter kind of flavor. Yeah, it, it. it really feels like it's more Porter than Pilsner. I, I don't really taste the Pilsner. I'd say the other way around. Really? Really? Yeah, okay. It doesn't seem very uh, dark or anything. It's kind of gone the lighter. Mine, side I couldn't, like, if I took a flashlight through, it would bounce off and I'd be a mirror. Actually, I can actually see the bottom in all fairness. Right. Which in a in a true porter, I would not be able to see. Right. But anyway, for three ninety nine or three fifty, wherever you are, pick one up. It's a growler. You can share. You can share a glass with a friend of yours. And uh, listen to some Skinner, or just get get two three ninety nine a piece. There you go. <laughs> so next week, uh, we are going to uh, jump back. Well, jump past the grunge, actually. Just barely, even though they have a little grunge flavor to them. Yeah, some 90s. 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 Mid-90s mid, mid 90s rock. We're going to do Stone Temple Pilots next week. Uh, well, in two weeks. So check us out in two weeks. Episode 19. Can you believe wow. it? 19. Wow. We're almost to 20. And I think at 20, we should hit the... 30. 20, <laughs> we're going to hit the 1,000, I think. That's my goal. Nice. Anybody who's listening to this... Please, number one, subscribe on whatever podcast you're listening to us on, every podcast service. That helps a lot. Like us, that helps a lot. And also share and let people know about what we're doing here. And uh, it's inebriated music review, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, but best kind. But we love what we're doing, and we're not doing this for money. And no matter what happens here, if we blow up, if there's billions of people listen to us, we're not going to make a dime from this, but we're going to enjoy it. And yeah, that's why we're, that's why we're doing this anyway. So uh, take a chance. Let people know what, what we're doing here. And I haven't asked this before, but I'm asking now. So if you're listening to this, please share, like, subscribe. Okay. That said, check us out on our Facebook page. Uh, we have a lot of videos on there. If you want to check our YouTube page, check Dirty Dozen Podcast on YouTube, and you'll see all of our We'll Try It videos pretty much. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in two weeks, and you're awesome. Thank you for spending time. God bless.